This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hey, hey there. Welcome back to the How She Did That podcast. Today, we are going to talk about why you need as an agency owner to hire an operations assistant, what that role entails, and why I suggest it as one of the first roles that you hire for in your agency. So let's break it down. Let's get started because we are already running out of time, my friends. (laughs) So let's start by what an operations assistant actually is. An operations assistant is mostly an internal role with some client-facing support. So a lot of times people get this mixed up with an account manager. They are not the same thing. Account managers work with your clients, either as sometimes like project managers or online business managers, making sure that the client's account in full is supported, making sure that the client feels supported and that all the key players on the client's team are supported and have what they need and that things are running swimmingly, right, for the client. So that would be a very much a client-facing role, specifically working with clients in your agency. The operations assistant is actually supporting internally for the company at large. So yes, they may have conversations with the client when the client is onboarding or the client is offboarding or when they need to update things like billing or something like that. But for the most part, they are not the person that the client is going to be going to and saying, hey, can you put this stuff on or put something on my to-do list? Or, hey, can we take care of this? That would be an account manager, an OBM, a project manager, a virtual assistant, those sorts of people on your team. Make sense? Okay, so let's talk about why this is my recommendation often for one of the first roles that you're going to hire for. So when your agency is first starting to grow and when you are first starting to kind of cultivate your team, hire your first people, whether it be contractors or employees, what I have found is that once your team gets bigger, it's often kind of too late for an operations assistant, not meaning that you can't hire that person then. But what I love about this role is that this is a role that can grow with you. And so if you hire your operations assistant early on, they are starting to learn your company, your company culture, how you do things, your processes, your systems as you are growing. And so as you hire more people, you can then rely on them to support with onboarding, with getting the things needed, with even the hiring eventually of those people, with even the management eventually of those team members, instead of it all relying on you. Whereas think about it this way. If you hire your operations assistant, once your business is larger, once you have three or five or 10 team members, then they have to get up to speed on all of the team members on all of the the things that those team members are doing. You're probably behind on your SOPs. Do you see the problem there? So we want to actually start hiring that or thinking about hiring that operations assistant early on so that they can grow with us and grow into that right-hand support position. 
So if you think in terms of the career pathway for your operations assistant, they're going to start as an operations assistant. They're going to grow into an operations manager. And then maybe eventually that person becomes your director of operations, depending on number one, their skill set, your needs in the company, those sorts of things. Are we on the same page so far? Okay, I hope so. So this is a question that I get asked all the time. What should an operations assistant be doing? So first of all, let's talk about the time commitment for an operations assistant, because a lot of times I also hear people say, I don't think I have enough for an operations assistant to do. When you first start with this role with this new team member, they may not have a ton of hours a week, and that's okay. So as long as we're communicating the fact that we're going to start them off small and explain where our end goal is, where our goal for them to eventually be is, it's on them to either self-select in or out of that agreement, right? You can start an operations assistant with two, two and a half hours a week. That's still 10 hours a month, right? That's still not terribly a small amount. And trust me, there is a ton that you are probably doing (laughs) that your operations assistant can be supporting you on. Which leads me to the next thing in terms of what should they be doing? What can they be doing? So the core, once again, of the role is internal operations, is internal support for your company. That usually starts with SOP, standard operating procedure, and workflow creation and maintenance. Chances are you do not have all of the SOPs and all of the automations and workflows that you could have within your company to help it run more smoothly, to help with consistency and the like, right? So my suggestion is that you brain dump all of those SOPs that have been in your head that you know that you need. You can start off kind of high level in terms of onboarding, offboarding, delivery, right? And then we want to get more and more granular in terms of what are the SOPs that are needed for each one of those things. I know that when I did this years ago, I had about, I would say 50 to 100 straight off the bat. And that number just kept growing and growing and growing as we got more granular in terms of processes and process creation and documentation, right? So SOP and workflow creation and maintenance. Quick question for all my stretch too thin agency owners out there. Have you ever stopped to imagine how much further you could go if you weren't tapped out on your most precious resource? You know, time. You've proven that you're a visionary, you're a leader, and you've got the secret sauce. But let's face it, you just don't have enough hours in the day to do it all. Hiring, training, and delegating is starting to seem like another full-time job, and you've got clients to please on top of that. No matter what those inspirational memes tell you, I'm going to tell you it's about working smarter and not harder which is why I want to invite you to check out Connecting the Dots, my brand new 45-minute-ish masterclass that will help you create a fast-track system to slashing your to-do list by hiring your A-team, delegating without the drama, and fearlessly budgeting to scale, all without sacrificing a drop of quality. Check it out at TashaBooth.com forward slash dots. In this masterclass, we'll cover how to budget for a bigger team, what to look for when hiring your A-team, task delegation, both the mindset and the logistics, and simplifying SOPs. Grab your masterclass now for only $17 at TashaBooth.com forward slash dots. The next thing is going to be client and team onboarding and offboarding. So once that client has said yes, once they have said yes, either on the discovery call or they've 
you've submitted them a proposal and they've said yes to the proposal, then you can hand off the rest of onboarding to your operations assistant. So what we like to do is I send an intro email, I introduce them to that person, and then let them know that that person is going to take it from here. That the operations assistant is then going to be the person that creates and sends contract, invoice, new client questionnaire, sets up the first kickoff call, sets up the the Slack channel with all the team members and, and everything. All of those things need to happen and it doesn't need to be you. Yes, this is the theme of this. It doesn't need to be you. Say that with me. It doesn't need to be me. Say it again, like you mean it. It doesn't need to be me, right? And that is the heart of what an operations assistant is going to do. They are going to free up some of that time and also mental energy that you've been putting into all of these tasks that uh, don't need to be you. Next thing is client and team gifting. This is another big one that I didn't even realize was could be so overwhelming and suddenly became overwhelming in our business. So I think we do this really well. We actually have a team onboarding questionnaire specifically for gifting and a client onboarding questionnaire. We call it our team favorite things and our client favorite things questionnaire. And we send that out when a new team member or when a new client is onboarding with us. Then our operations assistant takes that information, takes their birth date, take some another date that is important to them, all of those key pieces of information and puts it into a Slack channel that then reminds us when that is coming up and then reminds us when that is actually happening. That way, our operations assistant can say, oh, you know, so-and-so has a company or a team anniversary coming up in a week. When their team anniversary comes up, this is the gift that we send. They can schedule that gift and then send it on. When a new client comes in, they can schedule our new client welcome card and send it. When they have a launch, they schedule the flowers. When they offboard, they schedule the other card, right? So there is a process for it, first of all, but then second of all, I don't have to be the one to think about it or to plan out those gifts or to actually send those gifts. These are just three examples of what your operations assistant can do, but here is a way for you to be able to really pinpoint what you need that operations assistant to do, okay? So what I want you to do is, you're probably already guessing, a time audit. I know this is everybody's like least favorite thing, but trust me, it is the most impactful thing you can do for yourself and for your team and for your company on a regular basis. So my suggestion is to do a time audit at least quarterly to see where those time leaks are, to see where those things that you can be delegating and that you're still not delegating are. So my suggestion on how to do this time audit is to take a piece of paper, take a Google sheet, take whatever you you need and have. And I want you to write down every single thing you are doing in your workday and how much time it's taking you. Then you're going to star those things that you do not need to personally be doing anymore. And then I want you to circle those first three things that you can delegate to your operations assistant. I hope this was so super helpful. I would love to know. Send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know if you already have an operations assistant. If you don't already, why the heck not? This key role can absolutely change the trajectory of your agency. I've seen it firsthand in my own business, and I hope that you will take this seriously, take it to heart, and hire your operations assistant. Let's talk about it on Instagram at the Tasha Booth. Talk to you soon. 
Thanks for listening. And before you go, quick reminder that if you're an agency owner, you definitely want to check out my new masterclass, Connecting the Dots. You can check that out at TashaBooth.com forward slash dots. That's D-O-T-S. In it, I cover how to budget for a bigger team, what to look for when hiring your A-team, task delegation, and simplifying SOPs. So let's get you out of the weeds once and for all. Grab this masterclass now for only $17 at TashaBooth.com forward slash dots.